Welcome to Huge Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny. Good evening, Justin, the writer. Hello. How are you? So happy you're here, man. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it because what we usually do is just have like some nice long conversation. <laughs> do you mi- do you get do you get to have a lot of like conversations? You know, deep um, intellectual debates, anything like that. Do you feel like that's in your life? Not enough. It's in my mind more than it's in my life. So you're sitting there thinking about, you know, some some psycho- psychological problem or philosophical issue in your head. I always look at things from kind of a a psychological perspective. I'm always interested in other people's perspectives on this whole. Just life in general fascinates me, and it's a. I don't get it. It's a crazy thing. I think it's a. I don't know what it is, but it's it's it interesting. Kinda, it seems kind of funny when you when you meet someone that seems like they've just got it all figured out. You know, who you has like known, it figured out? I feel like I know some people like that. Really? Yeah, I don't know, know. It's just sort of, especially if you get a little older. You know, some people are sort of like when someone says, "Oh, they're they're setting their ways." You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to change their mind. On That's always silly to me. Of, I never want to be that way. Just for no, the record, like, no. I'm just too curious. I, I I I'm I'm always fascinated by somebody else's perspective of the same. The fact we share that right now we're sharing the same time space, you know, and, and yet we have a completely different outlook on the same, you know, I had to, um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of look at that thing. You know, I try to look around people in my life and, and think about how does this look from their perspective? You know, how do I look? How does this whole deal? I think so, I, I think I struggle with it a little bit actually. Well, we all do. We yeah. all do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's ego though, right? That's ego. That's like your 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 own experience and like what you're. I think it's a self protection thing. I think it's completely necessary for survival, but I think it's also important to, you know, consciously try to get rid of some of that. And yeah, it's. A, I don't know. I I'm not. I I sound it's, like I'm preaching or something. No, it's no. interesting. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I understand. Come on, you don't got to tell me that, Justin. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Uh. I have been sort of uh, looking around in these little tucked away parts of YouTube and specifically these little weird channels that exist out there recently. Oh, it is out there. I have no idea, but tell me. Oh, man, it's so depressing. It's so depressing. I, I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but something a video that was recommended to me, it's this guy. It just led me down this rabbit hole. Yeah. And long story short, I just have sort of learned recently – just how just sort of crazy people are. A lot of crazy the, people. The beliefs that people have yep. and the views on the world that they have right. and that they're so different from my own and yet they have such conviction about it and they're so wrong in my book and yet like just so indignant that they're right, right. And, and we're just mm-hmm. so different and yet they seem very similar. There's probably a 30-year-old from Milwaukee white dude right we're you know, well, like but we're like we would go to war with each other <laughs> yeah it's that's what's um you know you're talking about perspectives or i was talking about perspective but that's the perspective there is uh um we're more the same than we are different you know and i think that we get caught up on these small little things that and it really if you if you can find somebody you talk about debate i don't know if it's a debate but you know good conversation we definitely lack it because most people, even if they're crazy, if they're wean nuts, I still agree with probably 70% of what they're saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just a small percentage that we really, and we get passionate about that. And I think, um, I think that really blocks us from, from progress and, you know, in many yeah. ways. Well, like, see, this is going to have to preface this. I <laughs> am, I, I am not a supporter. I am I, not a supporter of the men's rights, whatever movement, whatever they're calling it. What is it? It's men's. It's like it's like this this video that was recommended to me is this guy named like Stefan something, and he's basically a men's rights guy. What's he saying? He's his whole thing. I haven't heard of this. Is that is that like mothers for one thing are the most violent people because Mm -hmm. because of all the kids that are physically abused by their moms. What they call abuse, which is any sort of you know spanking hitting anything like that why are we listening to these guys already i can tell i don't want to listen to these guys oh well that's a really good point i I just was so curious at what this is because it's this guy that's got like a hundred thousand views and all these just angry dudes that are just so pissed off at the feminist movement 
And so I, that's why I had to preface it. Just the fact that I was watching it, it was recommended. <laughs> I, right. I feel like it's like a, it's like a red, you know, I put up some red wallpaper in 1955. Right, I'm like, exactly. no, seriously, I love the color. Right. It's nothing to do with communism. Right. So I'm not, I'm <laughs> right. not into right. this. I just happened to watch it. But yeah, it's like his thing is that his whole thing is that, um, uh, uh, you know, babies, when, why am I not think of the word, uh, circumcised is like genital mutilation. That's just as bad as female, uh, right. Well, there's a lot of people saying that though. See, that might be one of his 70% things that he says. Well, like, that, that's what I sort of, where some of it's sort of interesting. You kind of right. think about it. Like right. both of those things are interesting points to raise. Right. If that, I mean, I was just interested, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that that is now more important. Than the right. issues that are being brought forth by the other side, in this case, feminists. Right. I mean, right. that their whole point is that like these are all these other things, and that they hate feminists for bringing it up, for bringing the feminist issues up. Like, wow, how could you even bring that up when all these issues are happening for men? And it's just like, are oh you serious? God. Like, the, can all that we just? Shit makes my head hurt. Yeah, I sit there so many times, and I try like I craft out these responses, you know. I know it's so dumb. It's just my own outlet of like, and I feel like I try to be so inclusive. Like I'm, right. you know, everyone's also gonna be like, Stefan, Danny's right. You know, it's like <laughs> in a cartoon. We should go this way. Right. He's been wrong the whole time. Right. But it's like it just. It's useless. Have no one listens to, to you. Oh, I reply all the time. You do. I probably right. should get fired for how much time at different moments I've been spending on replying to Huffington stuff. Post or YouTube. I've seen some of your Huffington Post up before. Yeah. Yeah. I do, do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that it's pops been up a while. on Facebook. Yeah. Well, Son sometimes it has. Or maybe I don't. the world is coming down yeah, on me. Right. I can't. I don't have. Well, any you can't hide anymore. anymore. That's all. Well, I try down. to keep those. It was it under the podcast? I can't remember. It's been. It's actually probably been a year and a half, all maybe right. two years. I've gotten much more more radical since. Have then. you? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So no. is that a good outlet for you though to leave? Uh, no, like, I never no. spend the time doing. Well, that's those. what everyone says. No, no. How could you do that? Don't spend. Don't even look. What's up to and, you? I mean, yeah, but it it is a waste of time. You 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 know every. I read that funny, stuff though. though. What's but funny I can tell though is like, I read for the douches. Yeah. One thing I have realized, and, and there are certain guys that are pretty smart, mm -hmm. I will fire shit off in the moment and be like, I'm a thousand percent correct. I dare you to respond. And then they, they respond. Right. Like, it's right. a well crafted right. response. And I'm like, oh, oh that kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. We just right. direct hit. Well, that's and good we, for you. Oh, then, we're taking I would on say. water over here. It's uh, always good to take a hit, right? Even the Bismarck went down. Even the Bismarck know. went down, yeah. Yeah. Take a hit, but don't go down. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's the key. Just make sure you, that you can get that water out as fast as it's coming right. in. Right. I like to think it was flying a helicopter, and you got like a load, a cargo load, mm -hmm. and you can, uh, you know, you can jettison it at any time. If it's, if it's mm -hmm. taking the ship down, you just, you know, you pop it. What Xbox game is this? I'm willing to buy it. It's just real life. That's how they do it in real life. Oh, they, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That would be fun. That would be a cool a Xbox like game, though. Just because you're a cargo, you're cargo loader car five. I just cargo missions. Are you flying like, yeah, you're flying a bucket this for, has gotta get for out wildfires, by you know? <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, Maybe they should soon. make Amazon, um, Amazon Prime, the game. What is it? You're the pilot. Of Amazon Prime. Yeah, think about it. What's a new mean? game they're coming out with. Amazon Prime is? Yeah. I have not heard of it. I'm making it that. up right now. Oh shit. Okay. You, you're the no pilot. You're the pilot first. <laughs> okay. And, and then you gotta get it to the sorting facility. Sure. Get that on the truck. Right. Maybe, um, what could we do? Well, I think you gotta, you gotta, possible? Wanna, if, if we're doing it like that, if we're doing cargo, I want a big jet that I can fly to. Yeah. But I mean, you could have a flight sim built into it. I think so. You can skip it if you yeah, want. If you're so. just into the trucks, man, we got that for you too. So that's all coming though, right? Pretty much yeah. the virtual reality stuff. Maybe you have to deliver it to like Atlantis. So there's a sub, sub That'd level. Cool. That'd be fucking bad. Yeah. It's the thinking, year 2560. You got Amazon Prime down there. Or Atlantis. guys up like in space. <laughs> you have to take a spaceship and make like a you're like make um, like a docking some guy in sector nine needs buffy the vampire slayer See? season three so i just gotta fight this mission up to space i'm in dude i'd buy that game and i'd play the shit out of it i guarantee you oh man this sounds fabulous somebody should be hopefully somebody's listening to this I'm sure there are some applicable laws in place. We just established a right. copyright. Right. We're not uh, affiliated with Amazon. We don't represent Amazon. Dude, Amazon, there's going to be like guys in black 
trench coats knocking on our door. You, know? <laughs> you just fucked with Amazon. It's been you making the game. <laughs> yeah. You thought fucking with the president. Well, if they want to hire me. Amazon. Be great. Yeah, I am. Um, the the, the idea Amazon. that they would deliver them straight to your house seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Seems kind of weird, though. A little right. bit, maybe a little bit dangerous. Right. But um, I wanted to ask you your opinion on something because I've been having real trouble with this. Yeah. Okay, this seems like a really dumb problem to have, but I get home when I've just got the free time. Mm-hmm. I cannot figure out what is the thing to be doing. You know what I mean? Right. What? What is the? What should you be focused on? I'm like a squirrel. Sure. You know what I mean? I guess it's just chipping the easy stuff away. You have a lot of free time. That's what that means. No. I'm really? saying I have limited free time, and I'm like, I need to maximize this. It's right. like, it's maybe like the, it's what's hard about being an adult, I guess. Cause it's like, well, I could, man, I gotta go to the, I have, a, I have a two, I have an hour after work. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, do you go to the store right then? Right. Or should you, should you, uh, do the laundry or you go to the gym? You could, uh, whatever. Yeah. I usually just start at home. Yeah. And then I have a little routine. Like for me, when I get off work, I come home and I get home, you know, I get off work in the morning. Yeah. So I'll come home, I have a little routine. And then I kind of have a plan for the day, but then I just see what I'm feeling like as soon as I get home. So routine's probably the way to go. I, you gotta have some routine, but I, I don't know. Like I, um, balance, man, that's the key of life. I mean, that's the key to the universe. Just everything's always trying to find equilibrium and balance. And that's what I try to find in my life. So see, yeah, I, sometimes I have trouble the, laundry, the laundry's getting stacked up. Well, that, guess what? I gotta do the laundry right now. I don't have a real option here, but if yeah, I think, guess it's, um, I guess like what was that, what seems hardest for me is like artistic stuff. Cause I sort of feel like I've sort of got a lot of artistic things I'm trying to do. Yeah. But I'm sort of like, it's tough to like justify. You have to sit and dedicate time to that. Like I'm, yeah. I used to write and I haven't written for a while and I don't, I don't know. I guess if anything anymore, I, I, it comes out in creativity. Like I like to build stuff or work on stuff or. Yeah. You know, like fix stuff or, you know, like, and, and, and how that looks is kind of my creative outlet now, but it takes time and you got to dedicate that time. Yeah. I think it would actually help though. to have like more of my own space, to be honest. You need you more have, space? We have the apartments just kind of, I don't what know. What do you want? Room. Like our own room? Like, you, well, like, I mean, like a lot of, I think it'd be fun to be able to work on some projects. You know, you're like, you got some, some stuff like, going on, some stuff that you want to do. Work, work your hands a little bit. Yeah, like wood type stuff. Yeah, but you or, can't do anything of that in an apartment right. on the second that floor. That is true. You know, that is There's true. Something I, I don't know. What could you do? You could, um, you could paint probably, right? Ah, whatever. They have montages for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got to get your mess. I you have. Got to get. It sounds dumb <laughs> to say, but I am trying to bring. trying to write a screenplay. You are. Let's hear about that. Mm. What's your screenplay about? Well, I'm hoping you can tell me. I need a lot. I need to. We need to punch it up big time. What was the? Uh, when did it start? When did it start? Yeah. Probably like I probably thought of the idea for it like six months ago. Okay. I decided I want to write it, but a lot of it has not been productive time. But I just no. I just recently have kind of jump started it, restarted it. That's how those things go, especially a long-term deal like that. I think you really have to sit and spend. I should probably get up up an hour earlier every day and sit there in front of the computer for an hour in the morning. You got to figure out if you really want to get serious about something like that. I think you got to figure out. I mean, you're you're young, you're single, so it's a lot easier. I know it seems hard, yeah, but it's super easy. Trust me, you're coming from a little bit more complex. Um, Yeah, I imagine. You know, I have it pretty good right now. Yeah, so I mean, I think that you just got to figure out like. Maybe it's three days a week. Maybe it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every. You just got to figure out something. I'm going to get two hours. I'm going to set the time. And it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Make it be in the morning. Maybe it could be. You know, mix it up for a little bit to start with and see what works. And then figure out what works for you and your schedule and go for it. And just give yourself some time. Yeah. You got to. It's going to be a discipline thing if you really want to come through. Um. I. But I think that's anything in life. For sure. What. What's it about? Let's get into that. All right. Well. Let's see. So a lot of it's sort of, you know, like classic sort of it's model. It's a little bit like me, a little bit. It's like some dude lives in a place like this. Right. Um, but not all of it's, not all of it's right. Some of it's, there's just, there's some of it's different, but he, he's kind of just sort of bored, doesn't do much at his job. Right. Um, 
I can't decide if I'd think he should be going into comedy or not, which is like, <laughs> like me, maybe. But, I, but honestly, it's for the memoir. movie, honestly, for the movie, no, there's, okay. a, there's a twist. Sure. There's got to be a twist. He's a killer? No, he's not a killer. <laughs> That'd be good, though. So he's sort of like, ah, maybe a little wishy-washy. Um, and has some friends that you meet and whatever. Maybe has a podcast, something, sure. something on the side. Sure. Then one night he's walking home and he likes, there's like a, a couple blocks away from his house, maybe there's like some big party going on, kind of like a good, kind of cool looking party. And he's like walking by and this girl, he spots some girl like out mm-hmm. there by herself or something. And they somehow they just sort of end up talking and sort of just a, a random happenstance kind of way. And then he ends up going into this party. And then it, then it turns out that it's like this big sort of like, big timer party where this guy that lives there sort of like this big timer sort of has all this money and whatever. And he ends up having like this good night with him or whatever, kind of, you know, meets all these people. Does he have sex with them? <laughs> no, it's not a swingers party. Just a little handy. You, dude, we need to write down your, your, your tips because you're adding some spice. Uh, sex sells, dude. <laughs> So he ends up finding out this guy's super rich because he's like a, he's got sort of this investment that he does. Right. And he buys and sells stock options. And he's got all, and he, he knows, he's, he's sort of figured out how to make money from it. He's got all these, he's got his big bankroll. He can do whatever he wants, kind of. He develops a man crush. <laughs> it's okay to have a man crush. He, the, all, he's all explaining this while the other guy's giving him a blowjob. <laughs> exactly. That's, I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew that was coming. He's, that, that's how he explains. Right. You know, you know how never, all the movies have to explain. Yeah. Well, you know, options are bought by, you know, and, and the guy's going to work. Right. We got three good. Money can buy you anything. Punches, right? <laughs> punches it up. <laughs> this kid sort of like gets recruited into that. Like he's right. got, like he needs another guy. Right. And goes through that, is successful at it. You know, kind of like has that thing where like you think you've sort of made it mm-hmm. maybe halfway through the movie. It's like he's kind of got everything. He's driving some fancy car. Mm-hmm. Maybe he quits his job or gets fired because yeah. he's sort of lazy now or whatever. Right. Comes in late or whatever. And then maybe and then you got to go back to the friends and the sort of podcast, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe he's sort of neglecting that. You know, the friends are kind of now doing their own thing. He's sort of like a different guy sort of, but like success is going right. on for him. And then it sort of turns and... I don't know. I was thinking there's a lot of ways this could go. I think this is like the classic tricky part to write, but like then it's kind of, it all kind of starts to unravel a little bit. You know, it's like you find out maybe this guy, you know, he, maybe he isn't making the money that he was talking about making. Maybe there are some sort of things going on that you don't quite know about. Maybe he owes people money. Maybe there's, maybe he's, you know, they're not really, hasn't been all that truthful about it. And, um, then kind of, that and probably some of his other sort of friends and stuff kind of leaving him and kind of mm-hmm. that sort of ends up being kind of uh another like kind of moment where something must happen with with his dude friend like his guy skips town or mm-hmm. whatever and then there's got to be some moment like the the guy that owes him money is now coming after him and and you know he he's on the hook for this and he's the guy that's that they know about, but the other guy's missing, maybe or whatever. So essentially, it's, you want to sell like, or you want to tell the tale of a yeah success, but there's also there's a dark side. Everybody's got sure. a dark side. It sounds like there's like some demons that he has, or some like he's not happy. He's super successful. Sounds like yeah. I mean, he's successful, but it's kind of all a big nothing, like, right? You right. Know. And how that doesn't breed true satisfaction yeah. and like it's a story that's sort of been told before but i part of it that i like is sort of cool is i do know a lot about stock options i think i i could write to where i know how that stuff works right and i've done it before and you could make a shitload of money from that right and um yeah so i saw and then you know, I, I just kind of like that story it's it's one of the I don't know, whatever. What are the like ten classic stories? Gotta include cocaine though. If you're doing stock options, there's gotta be some. I mean, you can't be too stereotypical about it. I mean, but it's tough because yeah, is that story kind of too much like some of the others? Kind of like a Wolf of Wall Street type thing, but it's not necessarily the same to where like he's on Wall Street. They're like a a little it's a side thing. Right. They're like working out of their on their computers, you know, and stuff like that. It's more like a day trading type thing. Sure. And then it would be, I just kind of pictured in Portland. So that's different too. It's different from right being in New York and wearing a suit. So how know? many pages in are you? Mm, I'm not really sure. Probably How 50. far into the story at least then? 
Probably like 50. Uh, how, so it'll be chapters, you think? It'll have to be chapters. If you're 50 pages into it, tell this long of a story. What do you anticipate this being? Um, man, I'm not sure. Right. Probably, probably, I don't know. What do they say? 200 pages? I don't know. I'd have to look at the <laughs> I'd have to Google it. <laughs> you got to follow some standards, right? Well, I think it's so, hard for though. sure. I bet. I bet. I've never done any attempted to conquer anything like that, but I think you got to have a love story. Yeah, for sure. With a heartbreak. I mean, there should be a heartbreak. See, what I pictured for one thing, I, for, I felt like I, I wouldn't want there to be a kind of Thank stereotypical, you. like have it just be too stereotypical. I almost thought that that would be, that could be sort of downplayed a little bit because I always thought when, when I, when I picture the idea of him going into this party, I always picture, you know, like mm-hmm. the way it's written, it's like the girl, there's a girl, there's sort of like this exchange. So they have a thing right off the bat. Right. And then they would have a relationship. But I think that the way I would do it is that by that middle point where like everything's great and all that, it's like they're together, mm-hmm. but that completely goes away right. by the end. And there's, you know, it's kind of stereotypical, but then there'd be the other girl, the sort of what you well, should have I don't know if that's stereo- Is that stereotypical? I like, uh, the reality of that. Cause that story does happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's always reality that whatever, like we're feeling, Whatever, you know, insecurities and fears and, you know, like they feel yeah. too. Like no yeah. matter how successful you are, there's always, yeah. there are, whatever you are, it's always going to be there, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny too. Like I'm so musical about stuff. Like I, you know, I always like music and I don't know. I feel like I, I have like a song in my head all the time, you know, <laughs> I'm very like, right. musical. But when it comes to writing this stuff, it's funny because I, I probably, probably could never really happen actually, but I probably got like five songs that the whole idea for this, seeing how it would go is all because of the song right you know so i've got like five right. songs that like if i had it my way there'd be little like montages or something You're right but it's i like that kind of thing it's you start with a song and then you can kind of figure out what's how that fits into the story kind of leads you in a direction yeah for yeah. sure yeah so it's cool if if, <laughs> if money was no object and i could write how my brain sees it I've got some pretty kick-ass scenes to write her. You do, huh? Well, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Who's going to yeah. produce it if you could pick a producer? Oh, God. I don't have any idea. I have, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Corolla's a producer Is now. he a producer? Yeah, yeah well, he, he does his do own. It. He's yeah. done good. Yeah, he directed it'd, and it'd produced be, his yeah, own. It'd be Corolla, then. Didn't he do another one, though, after the uh, Ace? Uh, what was that? He did The Hammer. The Hammer. There it was. That was actually a pretty I own decent it. movie. I own it. I, I thought it's it not great, but I thought it was okay. I liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah, cute's a good word for it. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like it was go. I was well done. It was entertaining. I would watch it again. I I bought it. I haven't watched it though. <laughs> you haven't watched I it? it. Yeah. No, since I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, it's good. And I think this next one's going to be good. He's coming out he with another one right now. now. You still think, listen to that show a lot? I do actually. Yeah, I haven't Every listened day, to it pretty much. Time. You talked to Bob Bryan again? That's the last time I was on here. By he the does. Way. He stopped email. He stopped uh, responding to my emails. Uh-oh. He's a busy guy. He's, He's the best selling author. Yeah, they're they're going to be in Portland soon. Oh, they are. Can't get a hold of anybody over there. Yeah. Keep right. saying, hey, what's up? Hey, Paul Bryan. Well, I uh, Gary. I know a guy that knows him. <laughs> oh, you do know the guy that knows Paul Bryan? Yeah. Oh, we, okay. We'll I'm get gonna, offline. We'll say, yeah, yeah. Do some, do some work. Yeah. That would be awesome to get one of them. Right. I'd love to, I'd love to talk to Allison Rosen. Yeah. But I haven't listened to it for a long time. Uh, what do you think, Teresa Strasser versus Allison Rosen? Well, I got in there like, Basically, right when Allison was starting. Okay. So, uh, Teresa's been on a few times. I like Teresa. Yeah, she used to carry that show a lot. Like, really? I, it was, I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same personality, not personality, the same well, presence that Allison has. Really? Though. Yeah, you the know, same. Allison's role, got know? a lot more subdued lately. She's smart. Well, she's smart, but she doesn't challenge Adam on anything. Yeah, I think uh, he gets kind of tired of that. I think he does, and He's, I do like him. Like, I am sort of right. part of the cult of Corolla, but I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff. Right. And I think he's a huge asshole sometimes. He is Just a huge, a asshole, huge asshole. Like, you would get tired of his shit real quick. Oh, like. my God. I actually, my favorite podcast is, is Adam and Dr. Drew show, for sure. Yeah. It's so much better. It's just him. It's just, I get sick of listening to some of this stuff, but, uh, I need to listen to that show again. uh him, and, him and Dr. Drew are great. But the thing that I hate the most is that he's, su- he can be such an asshole to Dr. Drew. And I've always hated that. I've always hated that back from all yeah. those old shows. I hated that actually. Yeah. Um, you never, did you ever watch the, uh, Tom Green show? Oh yeah. I he's used to such have an asshole. All my friends would come over and like watch 
Tom Green. I hated that when he, when he made the guy sit outside. Yeah. Remember that? No. He'd be looking in through the window. No, I don't remember that. What he was just this huge ass to this guy and it, and I hated it. Yeah. And then like, uh, like Howard Stern, when, when he can just be like such an ass to people, like, and just ridicule them for right. whatever. I, I've always hated that part of that right. style of humor, the right. sort of, you know, radio jock type humor. Well, Corolla has that show now, um, where they find people like, the contractor. Yeah, I actually just watched it last What is night. it called? It's it's called Catch a Contractor. Catch, I'm yeah. not going to watch it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he... I don't know. He's interesting. I, I think that he's funny. Um, That's kind of how I got in a podcast. I think he opened my mind up to a lot of things through his humor. But it got yeah. like pretty predictable pretty quickly. And, uh, and I think yeah. if you're going to be around him every day, I would see her, I'd be like... Oh my God, will you shut the fuck up? I've heard this. Oh my you know, God. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the thing is, is he still, he though. ropes me back in. I mean, he's, he's, he's still the he's best. He's a genius. He's, he's a genius. the best. Yeah. And he, and he, he's able to take a situation, dissect it and just make it funny. And you're like, Oh my God, I, I, I completely agree with that. And it's funny. Yeah. I mean, the, the direction that he goes with, with an idea yeah. and the way that he'll, he'll finish his thought <laughs> is so amazing. It's to me. genius. Yeah, it's I a comedic it really genius. Is. And people won't give him a chance because of some of his quotes. And I, frankly, I don't necessarily blame them. If I was a woman, I probably would not like him. Yeah. He's a huge asshole. Yeah. I just think he's such a talent. It's but like, what's his, but it, I don't know. Is his intent to be an asshole though? Is it, is that, it's just that he's so convinced he's right all the time. He doesn't care if he's being an asshole because if he's right, he's right. 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 Well, but it's not really fair when, I mean, some of it's funny though. I can't, you know, <laughs> like he were on his show or I mean, watching a show. He's still hilarious in that show. It's just that you can get the same kind of Adam Carolla experience listening to the podcast. You don't have to sit through a shitty done discovery show. Right. But he's like, uh, oh, what, what did he say? He's like, Oh, okay. So the, the, this show is where they're catching contractors that have done bad jobs. Yeah. So the guy. It's like the catch a predator, but. Yeah. So Corolla's the next, used to be a construction worker. Yeah. And then the main guy is a contractor and then his wife is, and he's a, like is all a private investigator. Yeah, she's a PI. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because it's like there's one, it was funny. He's like, um, the guy, the other is, is, is dude, Skip is like, yeah, my wife's out there tailing the guy right now. And, and Adam's like, my wife's out shopping right now. <laughs> and this is like the way he says it is so, it's just uh, so funny. It is funny. No, he, I, he's a comedic genius. I love, I, I used to listen to him a lot and I've listened to him lately, but been to a show a couple of times, uh, always in my top, top 10 of favorites, you know? Yeah. Um, I should listen to him again. It's been a while. But it, like I said, he did get predictable. I think anybody listening to it all the time is going to get predictable. I used to listen to Joe Rogan all the time, and I haven't listened to that for a long time. Yeah, you know, I um, definitely go through phases. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's what, what are you what are you into now? I just haven't been listening to many podcasts lately. But lately, I've been listening to if when I do Duncan Trussell's uh, podcast, you know, Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yeah, and Christopher Ryan has one called Tangentially Speaking, and that's a good one. Um, I like that one. That's my most recent, but I'll, I'll, you know, get that for a while and then I'll find probably a little something. Yeah. You know, but I'd like his, his just way of interviewing people and, and such. So, um, but I just haven't been listening to as many podcasts as I used to. Lately, I've just been kind of getting shit done. And, um, yeah, what have you been doing? You were telling me you're doing some home, uh, you're making some changes at home just or what? Going through a purge. I, uh, a couple things happen. I, I've got, well, I got a, a trunk that my grandparents, my grandparents came from New Zealand to the United States in the mid sixties with three boys on a boat. And it was like classic a, story. Yeah, totally. I mean, they were from Holland. They were German occupied Holland through the world war two. And then to wow, New they were, they were through that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they lost everything. Oh um, yeah. They, have they said much about what that was like, you know, God, they're, I, I just kind of talked about this the other day a little bit and this is something I hadn't talked about for a long time. And I remember, I remember as a kid and I was probably about eight years old, my grandmother getting pictures out and, uh, showing me pictures of where they lived and just kind of talking about some stories about the war. And I gathered they were, like I said, they were German occupied. I remember her telling stories of, you know, eating nothing but sugar beets cooked over like a candle fire, you know, a candle, um, Germans coming in. I always thought that maybe she got raped. There was a little, there was definitely some trauma there, you know? Oh man. Um, 
but they ended up after my, my, my uncle was born in Holland, but then they went to New Zealand and then from New Zealand to the States, but I've got a trunk and they came over two trunks and I've got one of them. Oh wow. And I was like, holy shit, that's all they had. I've got way too much shit, you know? So I, it just kind of started that. And then I think just my head wanting to get my head clear. Yeah. I just started going through everything I own every. So, I mean, I start with the dresser, like I'm going to tackle the dresser today and I'd go through that and I'd just get down like, what in here do I really use and don't I use and try to like, I think it was just kind of a, or organically came on because you get very emotionally attached. You want stupid things like socks and yeah. ties or little, little something, but you're like, I haven't used this for five years. So or two years, whatever. It doesn't matter. I haven't used it. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to get rid of something. But once you do it, it just kind of like gets easier. I had a bad moment easier. the other day. Because... What did you get rid of? <laughs> well, no. I had a bad moment because I, I was I was about to throw away a just a one of those just a blank envelope that came in like a mail in the mail and I was and I stopped and was like wait maybe I could use it. And I was like oh my god just throw it yeah <laughs> and that, I felt it hit that's me. exactly like, what it is though I mean there's sometimes like sometimes you just have to go through and throw shit away you know um, but I've been getting through I've probably gone through. I mean, I'm, I'm getting down then. I started pretty much in the attic of the house and got all the way down to the basement. And I'm probably about two thirds. I've got rid of, got rid of about two thirds of my stuff. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But what I have Craigslist? left is like exactly what it, well, some, some, and then a lot just garbage. Just there's yeah. so much garbage we collect. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, like, so a lot of it goes to Goodwill, you know, or, or Salvation. Sure. I go to Salvation Army. I saw the Goodwill thing. I don't know. Good man. Ago. I don't know. I, it makes, once again, makes my head hurt. But, uh, Salvation always, Army's always seemed like a little bit more legit. So I, I go to, wherever you can do after hours drop off. <laughs> they're all after hours drop off. <laughs> are they? No, but they are. It's usually like no after hours drop off. Yeah, I know. Like, like ah, whatever. It's getting it. left there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've done a lot of that, but definitely ah. some, some dump runs. Yeah. And, uh, it's just amazing though how much just garbage. Once you get it under a pile, and that's what I'd find. Like I had a bunch of stuff from my dad when he died, and I'd go down, you know, I'd go through it, and I'd take a pile and I'd reduce it down a quarter, you know, and then I'd go through it and I'd, I'd give it a couple weeks or a month, and you go through it again, you know, and it gives it time to kind of get that emotional attachment. And the goal is to get down to like half a box, like that's all you need. What Jesus. more than that do I need? It's gonna sit in half a box for the rest of my life anyway. It's like, what? How much more do you need? You know, Dad, and, you probably don't. You don't. No, and then gets getting out, and I've been hunting again. You know, I've been bow hunting, and and uh, I started the early in the season with like, what? My, what are you hunting? What well, deer and elk, right? But deer uh, that the first season's over. I've still got a late buck hunt coming up. So, what kind of what kind of range are you talking? Um, you know, anything from ten to I'm good about fifty yards. Oh my god, yeah. ten yards, ten yards. How can you manage to? conceal yourself up to 10 yards. well the only way you can do that is if the wind is in your favor that's the only way you're going to do it or every once in a while like i'm going to be hunting during the rut so the bucks are all horned up and the rut the rut they're they're horny they get horny for about a week well the does going to estrus and so that gets the bucks like they just get crazy because they just want to go around and hit as many does as they can and does are like Those complete dogs. sluts during this whole thing like they they'll take it from anything Wait, what? Yeah, does will have like sex with a bunch of different bucks. Which is actually like good for the deer population overall. Sure. A lot of animals do that though because the, the males will kill off, like bears will kill the cubs just so the females have to fuck them again. Like my buddy he shot a bear this year with his bow. He was up in Alaska and he shot a coastal brown bear. This bear was like 13 feet tall. It was crazy. It's like this huge, huge bear. And, Wait, um, this is, he shot him? He shot it with a bow. Wow. At like 50 yards. Oh my God. Yeah. This scene is a monster, but he watched it for five days. Cause up there to hunt these bears, you get to get, you know, you climb up these hills and you sit, you'll sit up there and the days are long too, but you just sit up there and you'll glass and you'll glass and you'll glass and you'll glass. And What's you'll that? Glass. With your binoculars. You just oh, watch the hillsides yeah. and you get your spotting scope and you just watch. And like <clears throat> the, the, down by the coastal areas there, it's really heavy brush. And so you might not see stuff. So you just got to keep looking. You got to make your own. You'll do that, but you'll find these bears. Do you like it? Is it fun? I haven't done a hunt like that yet, mm. but, um, 
you just like for him, he just found the bear and then he's like, that's the bear I want. And so he watched this bear. So then they just got closer and they just watched this bear and you have to spend a couple of days cause he's going with a bow. If you're a rifle, you can much you can just easier. take it out right then. Well, maybe not right then, but you can close the gap a lot easier, you know, but he's got to get in close cause he's got to be thinking about smell and bears have really good sense of smell, you know, all this kind of stuff. But he, but he watched this bear and this bear killed two cubs. It ate one and then just killed the other one. And the, 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 the boars will do that just so the sows have to have sex with them. Cause if, if they have cubs, they won't go into estrus for like three years, two or three years. And so oh they'll God. kill the cubs and they'll go back in estrus sometimes that year. <laughs> it's vicious out there. Oh my so, God. Um, a lot of animals do so that. He's just like, what did you do? So again, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like we're tame though. We have our problems as humans, but we're not doing that. A lot of animals do that though. Uh, um, dolphins do it too. Wow, really? Yeah. So the you females will funny? have sex with a bunch of them too. Yeah. So they think that it might be their kid because they won't, a lot of times won't kill the offspring and think it might be theirs. Oh. So, but she'll have sex with all these different males so that they none of them want to kill her kids. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's wow. one way to get the girls to put out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There works. Oh, in the you don't want to have a kid with me. Yeah, if yeah. I see, you I'm with not <laughs> condoning that. If I see way. you with child, I do not <laughs> think that's good. A good plan. No, it's not long term. <laughs> oh, Mother Nature is pretty scary. You know what's not scary though? Audible. Uh-oh. That's right, Audible. I'm listening to. Uh, what, uh, yeah, I I say this every time. I haven't. I I tend to only actually listen to audiobooks if I'm on an airplane. And I fly like three times a year. Right. So yeah, my audible trial is really lasting for me because right. I'm still listening to Nick Offerman's book, Paddle Your Own Canoe. What's that all about? But he's the guy from, um, uh, uh, not community. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was on both. So I don't know. I don't book? know. From That's a very Girls. manly book. I would guess. Yeah. It's awesome. He's from like, uh, he's from the Midwest. I think he's from like Minnesota. He's or funny. Yeah, but he's like a he's a man's man. He's I mean, like he's a, a legitimate woodworker. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he grew up on on a farm, and he's yeah. he's like a he's like, like a politically left leaning like country dude that knows everything about land and right wood wood and building. Is that show still on? Yeah, I actually think they might have just renewed it or something. Something we happened. used to watch it a lot, and then watched it for a while. But oh, yeah, he was like good. my favorite character. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, really funny. So the book's good. The book's really good so Does far. Does he yeah. narrate it? Yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. And I think it's so great. He's got this great like stoner laugh that comes out when he's really laughing. So he smokes, you think? No, I'm not necessarily saying that. I just mean it sounds like what you like a stereotypical stoner laugh. He just like right. busts out, but it's like he kind of laughs and then all of a sudden it's like it goes into another gear and all of a sudden he's just like got this crazy laugh that starts coming out. It's so, so funny. So the book's like his memoir or what? Yeah. It's good. He's talking about how where do you go to school? How do you get into acting? Um, uh, I don't think he's gotten that far. Oh yeah, he's talking about all his farm stories and stuff. Right? Yeah. Huh. Well, apparently living on a farm is hard. Busting through it. I bet he's got some good farm. Like, does he got some slaughter stories? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's good. So uh, Audible trial dot com slash huge quickly. We get those all the time. It just blows up. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how is how goes the you were out in the forest fighting fires all summer, right? Well, kind of. I mean, I'm, I I used to do a lot of that. I'm not out. I fought one fire this summer. I thought you got called out to like a bunch of I got of them. called out, but I didn't I wasn't actually fighting it. I'm more the okay. guy that's back at camp now. You're slopping uh potatoes no no i i get it i'm a, i manage stuff i'm I, just joking i um i have so like all the public information section. sloppy joes today guys yeah yeah would you like uh an extra sloppy joe with that <laughs> <laughs> i'm that guy yeah so lady yeah. you're scaring us yeah <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigarette yeah you got a hairnet on no, I, um, yeah, I, so I got out to a few, but I, I did get into one this summer where, um, it was kind of a new start. It was separate from the fire. So I'm a part of a team that goes and manages the fire. So I okay. used to be out on the, I was one of the ops guys was out like fighting the fire, but now, now I'm more back at camp 
part of the management team. Nice. And uh, but a new fire broke out, and so we went over there, and it was just right down the road from where we we're at, and it was separate from the fire we were managing, and we were on this big, multi-day, you know, thousands of acres fire, and um, this other fire breaks out, so we went down there, and I hadn't. It, it's in my top five of initial attacks. And I have a pretty good, I've got some pretty good experience, you know, some stories. But this was like, like the Harriet, top five Harriet Top situation. five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the winds are blown. Everything was super dry. The winds were blowing, you know, like 40 miles an hour, you know, maybe some Augusta, a little higher, 45, maybe some fifties, but screaming through there. And it's kind of down this valley, you know, in this river bottom. And, um, we were probably like a mile out and I'm running down there with lights and siren and stuff, but we we're like a mile out. And then it's like all of a sudden the, the, the column gets big and black. So it's like, well, it's burning the house, mm-hmm. you know, and it was up near structures when it came in, but it came around the corner and, um, it just jumped the road making a run towards the other side. And there was two houses down below, um, on the, on the left-hand side of the road and the fire started up on the right, you know, and it, it was burning the house up there and another outbuilding. And then, uh, it jumped that road. And then by, I mean, by the time I pulled down in the driveway, it was already up by these houses. And so I had a couple other people with me and I sent, there were some people at the one house, um, that were home. And so we just with told the one them, that's on fire. No, no, it was across the street, but the fire was coming towards it. And it was like, yeah. and this fire was like, you see those videos of the Santa Ana fires, you know, the, the winds down in California, down by San Diego, they get those, you know, a lot of Santa Ana fires and they, um, you know, it's just blowing. Like it's a firestorm and it's just chaos. And that was just totally that, you know. And then a big there was like a big thousand gallon propane tank that started to vent. And oh. so it's like it sounds like a jet engine. Like you have to yell. And it's across the street, but you have to yell. It's so loud. Oh my god. And so it's just like this it's the apocalypse going on, you know? Did you feel I mean it's it's close, or the one it's right is up on, on fire. Our, yeah, it's right. yeah, it's right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so got the first people out, like, I'm just like, get your stuff and get, get in the car and get down the road. And they had no problems with that. They were freaking out, you know. And, uh, and then went to the next house and the fire was up on the back of that house. And so I just set out, you know, grabbed the sprinklers, set the sprinklers real quick, got those running. And they had their lawn mode, so the fire was kind of stopping, but we were getting a lot of like spotting and stuff because the winds were blowing so hard. Right. But, uh, there was a car in the driveway, so I busted the door, went in, searched the house, nobody's in there, went back out, and then this fire engine, this local fire engine pulled up, and, uh, he set up in the driveway, and the fire was running down this creek bottom right by the house. And, like, right above us was, there was a big hillside right above us, and there was, like, 15 homes up there, and it's like, there's no, if it hits this hillside, it's taking that whole thing, it's gonna take all these homes. So it's like, do we stay and fight the fire? And, and try and stop it here, or do you just jump in the truck and run up this hillside? Because it's about two miles. You got to go around some roads, maybe three miles to get up there. So you got a few minutes to get up there, but you're not gonna have you're gonna have maybe ten minutes before this fire is up on top of this, these houses. So like, what do you do with your time? You know. Yeah. So I end up grabbing a line off this engine. I had to extend it a couple times, but. Uh, grabbed this line off the engine and then got another guy grabbed another line and we stopped at that creek bottom. We just took this big Holy wall shit. of fire on and, uh, and then I had to go up across the creek, you know, and just kept grabbing lines and, but I got back and then the hell, then the rotors came in. They diverted the helicopters from our, our fire and then they came in and kind of finished up the, the, the deal. But we had a good stop on it. We stopped it from getting up on that hill. Holy but shit. that was also probably my top three of physical, like push my limits. You know, like even when I got done, mm-hmm. I was like, cause you get dehydrated, you get, you know, you're just overwhelmed a little bit. Oh yeah. There's kind of that crash period, you know, you dump and, um, but then I just kind of get, I got a little crampy and I was just like, it, like I pushed myself physically incredibly yeah. hard, but we made a stop. Me and that other guy. Did you the, feel, what did, what did you feel like the chances were that this was going to end up? I mean, would you have a way out? Dude, it was a 50-50. Yeah, definitely had a way out. You still I mean, had would, a way out. Well, the way out would have been getting in the pickup and getting on the throttle. You know, yeah. and like we probably would have burned some paint, you know, to get out of there. But it would have been a left-hand turn and then punching the pedal to get out of there. And it would, and you would have been fine, you know, but you'd have had, you'd been eating a little bit of fire. But if, but if you didn't have a truck there, you never would have stayed. Um, I probably would have stayed. But you would have died. If well, it no, really I you. think there were some areas you could have got out to. You, you probably would have had to deploy a fire shelter. And I had my shelter with me, oh you know, God. but 
Um, it, but you wouldn't, have, I don't think you would have died because you, there was enough barrier where you wouldn't have, you would, you probably would have had that shelter just to get, keep some of the heat off you. Yeah. But far enough, you're not going to take direct flame contact. It's not going to be enough that you're going to get significant burns. And, and the big thing for that shelter at that point would be just kind of get some, some clean air to breathe. Yeah. And I think you would have had that. <clears throat> there was enough big open area there just down at the house. Now, if you got on the hillside or the house is up above, ooh, that'd have been touchy. You know, mm. that would have been a get in, get out, you know, kind of scenario. So that was, that was the summer. So when you asked if I fought any fires, I, I fought one fire, or at least one wildland. And then, uh, crazy. But I went to some other ones. Now, do you feel like it could be your last fire? Or are you going to be doing it again next year? Oh, I'm sure I'll be doing it again next year. Yeah. I thought, I thought you made it sound like you weren't doing it forever. Or, or, or you were, uh, you were planning on not doing it. Well, I, I don't know. I think I'll stick with it a little bit longer, but yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of your schedule. Yeah. You know, um, I went out, you know, four times and I just, it's just, it's a big interrupter of the summer. Yeah. That's, that's awesome though, man. I mean, you saved people's homes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you guys hadn't been there, it would have been another, we'd had a whole nother big incident like the one we had. We kept it small, you know, on that one. And it wasn't just me. It was a team of people, but. Oh, but you're, I was not, on you're critical, not on the podium. You're not winning the Oscar. You know, I was I mean? in a you critical can, spot. You can one. take all the credit. No, no, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. You mean, uh, you know, you got like the guy operating the pump. Like, yeah, my hose line doesn't do shit if he's not doing his job. You know, I guess that's true. Yeah, I never got credit when I was an offensive tackle. That's right. You played football. I, if, if you, you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. You never got credit. Oh, I don't think the line ever really does. Yeah. I mean, a little bit in the NFL, they do kind of make a big More than out. the kicker, though, right? No way. I mean, if if they make it, if, if they're they're either the hero or the goat. But, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a tough job. Because even when you do make it, they more like or like you if you've been there forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. If you've just been the kicker there forever. Were you big then back, like, for your, for your age? Oh, man, I was a puss. Yeah. I was a... I was... I was pretty big. I mean, I mean, my frame now is probably more like, I don't know, a quarterback probably, or maybe if I really put on some weight, maybe like a tight end. Right. But they wanted me to be an offensive tackle. Right. But I, I mean, don't see you as an offensive tackle. No, I mean, I was sort of chubbier probably. Right. But I was also a couple inches shorter, and right. I've never had upper body strength in my life, so I, I yeah. wasn't like pushing anybody. I was sort of like crafty at it though. Right. I wasn't that bad of an offensive tackle when I was like. 10 and 11 right you well you kind of break things down a lot and i think if you yeah. it doesn't surprise me you could probably see yeah. okay here's a pattern here's a yeah well it's kind of fun too like being a tackle you have these big these like fast really like really um big ego dns coming at you mm -hmm. they always like want to get by you right like, it's like they're their thing so it's a little different for me to guard and going against some big tackles like you're not having to really do that as much it's more like kind of finesse almost because you're on the edge blocking against a pass rusher, you know. Right. Now I'm making it sound like we're uh, this is the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. This was great. <laughs> uh, you know, and some high school football. Half a I level mean, away, maybe. Yeah, it's close. A lot of the same uh, concepts are there. Right. It's a found, we had yeah, some found serious zone there. coverages. And, oh, uh, look at you. Audible's not. Yeah. I like never really Speaking got to of audible. Oh, yeah. damn it. Damn it. There I it ruined I, I See? Dang it. Yeah, it's like it's like jumped. bad. I thought you jumped the gun on it's that. It's like one. bad clock management in football. <laughs> I wish I had my audible left. <laughs> yeah, um, I I I liked I liked games. I hated practices. I was just kind of a puss. I didn't like getting hit. You know, I didn't really like hitting other people. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. whatever. I didn't I mean, play any sports growing up, so nothing at all. Nothing at all. I, I wrestled for a little bit in high school for like half a uh, season. How'd you then, do? Not very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a puss, I guess. I mean, I just never, the problem was growing up, I, I want, I did play t-ball. I remember playing t-ball, but I think I played soccer, maybe one like preschool soccer, mm. but I, I kind of grew up in chaos and I didn't have a parent that would, like, I remember I wanted to play football in fourth grade, but even t-ball had to like arrange rides on my own. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like lose interest in sports pretty quickly because you're like. You know, and you got to try and figure out your own ride, mm. your own shit. My dad was always a coach, and we always were taking kids home. Like there were yeah. always, yeah, there were always three or four kids that always had that. Right, 
up. That's too bad. Right. Well, I didn't have a mom that would, um, I got mommy issues, I guess. Here we go. We're getting Uh deep. No, no. I, I just, uh, she wouldn't even call the coach. Like I'd have to call the coach, you know, like at least I would think that some of those kids, their parents at least arranged the ride, you know, (laughs) like you were how old? Oh, that was back like, well, the fourth grade, you know. Wow. Um, yeah. So I just, I dropped out of football pretty quickly. So, so then yeah. I never played any sports. Wrestled a little bit in high school, but I had to work in high school. So I didn't, I, I just Where'd you work? I worked at a logging company. I worked in the shop. I was kind of a grease monkey. Nice. So I worked the, the kind of the swing shift, you know, I'd get down, you know, after school, I'd get out like three or whatever. So by, you know, by three forty-five, four o'clock, I was, <clears throat> I was down in the shop and, um, and I'd take a lunch, you know, dinner with me to school. And so, uh, I'd just, uh, I'd stay there till about nine o'clock at night. If I had a lot of homework, you know, in high school, you don't have much homework. And I was like, not like an A student, but I didn't care enough to be, you know, so if I passed my class, I was doing pretty good and I was making some money, you know, so I did not, you know, I was all right. And, uh, yeah, so I would work down there and then, uh, I did that for all, all through, well, for my sophomore year, I started doing that through my, through I graduated, you know. I think it's good. You yeah, so I did that, that instead of sports. And I think that a kid needs to either be, if you're not doing sports, you need to be working. Yeah. You know, not, and not full time. Yeah. You know, but you, you need to be doing something, not just hanging out. It's good skills to have. I mean, yeah. It's, it sounds like it's a little tough. You need a little bit more of a balance, probably, than just having to straight up go out and work. Right. Instead of, right. Some, you know, some of that stuff is fun. Right. And so that's kind of, you know, it's too bad. Well, for me, it provided me an opportunity to get out of the chaos that I grew up in, you know, because I could provide for my own. Yeah. It was kind of the beginning of that. And it took a lot of work, you know. Now I'm at a place where I can kind of, I'm i trying to at least, you know, cut back a little bit, enjoy, you know, enjoy life a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that was me during high school, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So no sports. Yeah. I did the KFC a big, thing. Yeah, a big puss too. Were you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't ever, yeah, I think so. Looking back for sure as a puss. Yeah. I was, I feel like I was only a puss about football though. Yeah. Didn't you play baseball too, right? Yeah. I definitely wasn't a puss about baseball. Let's see. That's like saying, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right. So uh, what about the, uh, do you still watch baseball? Yeah. You know, I watch a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I'm not too big on regular season. I love going to games live. I mean, that's always fun. Right. I think that's like my favorite sport probably to go watch just because I like going and hanging out and having a beer. Well, especially my last time I went and watched a baseball game, at least last good memory, I was in, um, uh, last good memory. You had some bad memories. No, one never bad, but it's, that was the last game was that. It was probably like four years ago. I went over to Maryland and, uh, I was back in Maryland for like a week and right by Gettysburg. And, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but they had like a minor league team oh, play and it was like, nice. It was like early spring here, so it was still hadn't been warm yet, but we had like these days. It was like a 75 degree day and just yeah. a real nice evening, you know, kind of out in that, out mm-hmm. in Maryland, out in the, where, nice. you know, kind of by Gettysburg, like I said. And so if you've ever been that country, there's kind of some hills and stuff. It's pretty country. And I just been going out there and there was a bunch of us. We were there for a conference or for a class and a bunch of us got in this car, rented the car and went out and watched this game and, and I didn't have to drive, so we were drinking and just, it was just fun, man. It was like, there's, nice. for my money, you can't beat a good, especially a summer or spring evening at the ballpark. Yeah. You know, like I'm that's, I love that. I love it, but I can't watch it on TV. It's too slow. Yeah. It's not fun. I, the regular season, especially teams that are going to be 500 and not make the playoffs, it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not fun enough to watch. Right. For me, anyway. I mean, I, yeah, it's just not interesting enough plus it's it's yeah i mean it's hard when they're just bad and bad and bad year after year mm-hmm. so it's fun when they even made a run at all like they did this year i'm talking about the mariners right but i mean it, you know watching a team that they can win sometimes can right hit the ball seems to play the game fairly well i'll watch that right but, you know when you're really watching just a dog yeah it's, it's, it's hard to yeah. get excited about right but i miss it big time so they're talking about doing you know change the rules up with baseball a little bit Really? Yeah, make it a little more fast paced. And I can't remember like there's a the count like a pitch countdown. Mm. And so like the batter and like the batter has to enter the box within a certain amount of time. And once he enters the enters the box, like the pitcher has to pitch within a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. 
I guess I... I mean, there already are rules like that in the on the books. It's just they're not... There are rules for that? I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure that that it's in the rule book somewhere that yeah. you're supposed to have a certain number amount of time. Well, I think I'd watch a little more if it would be. But if, yeah, I mean, that, I, maybe that would help. It doesn't seem like I have. I sort of have a problem with that. I don't. Maybe the pros are slower than regular mm-hmm. baseball, but that's just like how baseball is. Like right. you sort of wander around the mound a little bit. It's like it's just how the game is played. But if you're an owner of a baseball team, you know, what I mean, I think they're looking at it from like less people are watching it because it's like how but, the how who can commit but, to sit but down there's got to be okay. But if you looked, I would think anyway, I'd be. A pro game on TV has got to be longer than your average nine inning, you know, minor league baseball. For team, sure, right? Oh, for sure. Or even not even minors, like a community college game or whatever. Right. I mean, that's where it's got to be. That's where they that that if there's going to be time shaving off the game, it should be in between innings. Or there's got to yeah. be other places where that can be taken out. Because what about five innings? <laughs> Some, but if those community innings? college games are a lot faster and yeah. they go nine, right? Then where's the Right. It's the commercials. Right. It's because every half inning they have to get through their however many minutes of commercials. If they come out and you know they get six pitches and go, you don't then the game's totally different. You don't think the pitchers could pick it up a little bit though? Yeah, but they can, but I'm saying that you could take the game well, maybe it would still be just as boring to watch because of how long it takes in between pitches. But if if the game was back on and essentially the commercials were like non existent, right. that game would feel so much faster. Right. It's the commercials that are the problem. The commercials definitely add to it. But I still think it's like, like in football. Even I could I the commercial I can put up with because I can D V R it and fast forward to the commercials. And I do that a lot with football if I don't watch a football game anymore. But I still like the quarterbacks have a time. They have to get the ball thrown within a certain amount of time. I think the pitchers should have to have it to you. I just sort of think that just to get my interest in it, the guys for the most part, they don't really dilly dally that much. Like they might a tad, but they get up, they sort of finish up the, they get the kind of thing going. Mm -hmm. This maybe takes too long for some people, but you know, they just kind of do what you need to do to then throw again. And then they fairly just kind of go with their routine like normally, you understand every- like no, no, I don't want that pitch. And then like, you know, like hand signal that. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I don't know. See that nah, kind of nah, thing. Nah, I nah, 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 nah. you know, you're like fuck, show the goddamn ball. <laughs> and they wind up and they look left, look like, hey, who's over there? And now maybe I'll throw. Oh, okay, I'm gonna throw it to first base. And they make one of those like every what, one out of fucking twenty times. <laughs> and then like, and they got how many? And then let's say they get. What, they can hit it seven times. I mean, essentially you get two, well, two balls, or no, three balls, two strikes. So there's five hits. You know what I mean? Like, an endless it, amount of foul balls. Uh, yeah, you could go like, it's just like, and it, so like, it might be 15 minutes and one guy went up to pit, or about, you know? Well, okay. The only thing I would say is that when you go watch like the World Series, you go watch big time baseball games, I don't think there's a boring moment in that whole game. Because every single thing that happens is very consequential. I mean, it's all very important. Every pitch is very important. Right. You throw the wrong pitch in the wrong spot, and that all guy over. tees off on right. it, and it's a three-run homer. Instead, you know, it's a it's a strike three, and it's a huge difference. So to me, when when the game matters, and everyone is, you know, if someone's like dilly dallying to to waste time, that's a whole other thing. But I don't think players normally have a problem with any of that. It's all. Just it's just the game. Every pitch, and that's why some people think, "Wow, how can you even like, like, how could you be in the outfield and even pay attention?" Well, because you never know. That moment might be all of a sudden, bam! There's this line drive. Right. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make a dive and a run. That could happen at any moment. So that's part of it that you don't quite know. You have to stay up. Right. You know, I you, think that as a baseball player, that would be the. It's kind of like you're on standby, and all of a sudden it's on. Yeah. It's quick. And then it's done. It, it, it's because know? the reason that it's not boring, like I was a first baseman, but I was never bored. I was, I was almost scared all the time right. because it's like, you're going to get the ball moment, thrown you're like, all right. Yeah. You're having to think. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, there's so much more happening than you think. Right. Where am I going with the ball? If it's a line drive, if it's a grounder, if it's a pop-up, am I going to have to get this? Right. If it's uh you know, if it is a foul ball, could that guy maybe be trying to take third or whatever? Like you have to think about like all kinds of stuff. And partially that's why I like being a pitcher. Because your whole thing is, I'm trying to get you out. Right. What am I going to do next? Where is this my next pitch going to be? 
what is this guy looking for? You know, what worked for me last time he was up? Who's on, who's on deck? It gets to be a mental game, huh? Oh yeah, completely. But it's also physical too. That's what I love about it. I mean, to me, pitching is just the, the epitome of sports. I just loved it. Like it's just, you've got everything going on. If they do bunt the ball, you have to be a fielder now. So you still have to worry about, am I going to have to go to third? Am I going to have to go to second? If they hit it hard, I might have to turn double play. Is there a guy on first? Mm-hmm. So you have to know, oh, if it's a hard bunt, you know, I, you have to think about everything. You have to really be aware. You got every shit together. Yeah, and everybody does. And, right. you, and, and the teams that don't, you know it. Right. Because that guy, he goes to first instead of stepping on second. Or, you know, it's like all those little things that happen. You go, wow, that's some little mental error. And that's why they talk about they're like physical errors you can make all the, all day. And it mm-hmm. doesn't really hurt us that much. You know, obviously we'd like to avoid it, but it's mental errors. We have no tolerance for that. Right. And I mean, I'm sure it's the same with football. Right. I mean, it's all mental and like you saw, and that, that gets exhausting. The analysis I can't take when it comes to football, you know, it's just, so, it's just endless analysis, which I hate. Right. It's just for one thing, I don't think we understand that much of what they're trying to do. I think it's wildly complicated. If you haven't played it, like guys who have played football, especially at a high level. Yeah. Like I like watching games with them because I learn a lot. Like they're explaining mm-hmm. a lot of things like that. I would never catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's definitely a mental game. Like you know they, they're, they're, they're like mind fucking each other a lot, you know, and you see that you can see it, you know, you can see the, yeah, just watching it. You can see that. Well, yeah. and I think it's what's, that's what's cool about football for, it seems like such a balanced game because it goes back and forth all the time. Right. One team could show up and beat the other at any time. Right. And it's all about so much of it is coaching and what they planned for and what their game plan was. I love football. Like it's still one of my favorite to watch. Um, I just don't watch as much anymore. Just time, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. You know, but what do you think about the head injury stuff? I mean, it's pretty clear that it's happening and it's right. affecting them. I, you know, as long as I, any sort of suppression of information is totally bogus right. to me. Right. And they, that has to be dealt with if people are doing that. But it, as long as the information is out there and the players are aware. Right. And the doctors are all aware, you know, they're all adults and right. they're getting paid well. So I think the players should probably be just just once you're part of the NFL, I think you should just be part of a a, a medical program that essentially takes care of all, just about it everything. It has a big head program. You know? Yeah, I mean it, yeah. that that should be you yeah. should not have to worry about medical bills. I think yeah. because there's so many things that happen to you, even if you're right. just a lineman that never even did anything, mm-hmm. you still you still can't walk. Your back is right. bad. It's like they should take care of you. Well, they made money doing it, so you know. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that like the do what? Well, okay. there's a lot of people that hear that argument that. That they're making that much money. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, but people don't, are, it's not, it's the lack of information. They're not necessarily going to know. Those doctors know what the long term effects are going to be, but they might not, especially when you're 22. What are you thinking about with the, uh, you know, how safe everything's gotten that it's actually causing us problems? It's doing more I harm, think like a lot of the rule changes that they've made have not helped in the way that you'd think. Right. So that's kind of, it's interesting to watch football. In the last couple of years, it really hasn't gotten better though. Well, I don't know. I mean, I used to watch it a lot more, and then it was kind of unplugged, and so I'll catch a game here and there, but... It seems like I haven't seen as many bad concussions this year. Maybe no, I, maybe I think I've... I think they're doing a good job, but like you, I think you have to kind of prevent some of that, but some of those yeah. guys were getting mean and getting... Like, there's ways you can really mess a guy up by hitting him, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, I think they're right for pulling that trigger well, and saying... Well, I've said this before. It's my suggestion for the game that I don't get why they don't do. I personally think it would solve a lot of the problems if they just straight up made a rule that you have to keep your head up and you have to see everything that you hit. Right. Why wouldn't that be a huge difference in the game? Right. You can't lower your head for anything. Right. Even a running back, you right. can't dip your head and be a battering ram. They do that all the time and don't get called for it. Well, running backs got to get through the line though, right? If it's if it's trying to avoid someone, that's different, I think. But if you lower your head in to hit someone right. as as an intention, right. I think that's bad too. Because think like we were taught that. You don't have that forward force to where you're jacking someone up. If right. you have your head up and your shoulders are like clenched up into your your head, 
you like can't you can still hit someone really hard, but it's straight up. It's like with your chest and your arm and and your it's just your core is hitting them. You can't hit them with the force of your head and neck. Right. And that when and if you watch those, there's a lot of helmet or I mean a lot of shoulder pads where they just dip their head and hit with the shoulder that cause a lot of concussions mm-hmm. too. But even then, they're not looking at their target. Their head's just like this. And they're just angled to the side and they're just like, they're coming in like a weapon. Right. But you can't do that if you're looking at what you hit. Right. You just, it's like you can't do that. Right. You just have to, it's awkward kind of. Are they going to change those rules that they're talking about that then? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Unless they listen to this podcast. Well. Goodell. They might. Come on, man. This could, <laughs> this could bring you back from the depths. Yeah. He's, uh, I, not I'd good... be curious to hear a good argument against it. And if it, and if it's something I'm not thinking about, great, but. I don't get why that doesn't solve a bunch of problems. Right. Because when someone is doing a little quick slant and there's a linebacker right there, what, go if you were to go look at that exact scenario and show all the times that kind of stuff happens, someone, some guy looks at the ground and leads with the crown of his head and smashes into that guy's helmet. But he can get away with that because of his helmet, right? They used to be they couldn't get away with that. Yeah, I, I don't know Before why. Before the helmet technology is like, it's gotten so safe. Oh. You can do that. And so it doesn't hurt you to do that, but it hurts the guy that you do that to often. Oh, you know? Probably. You know, and that's one thing with the helmets. I, I think we've kind of gotten that way in general. It's just, just over safety. We're going to take all risk out of everything and end up with kind of this more, more risk per se, you know? Well, a lot of those things just backfire big time, I think. Right. It's all kinds of unintended consequences. It's the classic, like, regulation and trying to just set right. rules and not... I mean, of course, my idea is another rule, but... What's that? My whole head up thing. That could have unintended consequences, too. It's possible, but I just think that most of theirs haven't really worked. The kickoff rule change didn't really change anything. Right. Yeah. No, what is that? I don't understand. I still... It's like, well... They kick from farther up, so now it's going farther into the end zone, but people are just running about anyway. Right. And back to how it was. Yeah. It's just the same. Yeah, I didn't that one didn't make sense to me. Well that's the problem with rules though. You know, we just we'll we're quick to react, you know, to make a rule and yeah. then we don't ever that rule never goes away. It's not yeah. bureaucracies and then it's just gets tough. Yeah. Well, it's tough to say goodbye. Is it time? I think it is. Yeah. It's good to have you over though, man. We yeah, I appreciate often. it, man. I really do. It's been too long. It's yeah. been I've been busy. You've been busy and we just tried. I mean, it's like for a while, you know, it's just like, how is this happening? Yeah. Like, no, you're like, happening. Hey, I got tonight. And I'm like, well, I got to work tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm also bad at answering timely. So it's yeah. three days later, I'm like, Hey, tonight works. Like, I do no. the same thing though. I get it. Yeah. So I'm just glad that you kept, you know, kept on me and, yeah. and I appreciate coming yeah. back for sure, man. We'll take it easy out there, everybody. It's Thanks good. everybody. Yeah. Good talking again. <laughs> yeah. Bye.